this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark and Sam Robertson. Oh, it's an intense one. God is measuring you because he wants you to pioneer again. This is going to have you thinking about your next few years. Join us for another episode of What the Prophets Say. Well, welcome again to Glasgow and Scotland and the Irish-Scottish Prophet contingent here in the Celtic lands. Another episode of What the Prophets Say. It's with me, Emma Stark. I'm joined by Sam Robertson as ever here. How are you today, Sam? Yes, I am well. I'm ready for another exciting conversation about all things profit. Excellent. And we are glad that you lend us your ear and your time And your heart to be sharpened and made more malleable before God, as we don't just want to tickle your ears, but we are seeking life transformation. So, Father, we welcome transformative power to every life and to every listener to become those more in the mind of Christ, the ways of Christ Mm. and the image of Christ. So I'm going to jump right in rather than our usual preamble, because I've had a set of disturbing dreams that I'm going to share a little bit and we're going to use them to sit in Revelation 11. And Revelation 11, we've preached about it before. I've preached about it at some considerable length over the years, in certainly the last two years. And it's the great scripture where you see the rise of a revelation, spirit-led people, spirit-led church who prophesy and who prophesy for days at a time with great authority. This whole emergence of a certain type of people who hear the voice of the Lord and call down plagues breathe fire, shut the sky, water goes to blood and the sense of the weight of the revelation that is on their shoulders for the transforming and the leadership of nations in end days. Remarkable. Do you want to summate your understanding of it before? Yeah, I mean, it's it's two witnesses. Um, They're they're called in some translations, but they are two prophets who are raised up. And the the words are, you know, they, they have power to shut up the heavens so that it will not rain. They have power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. And they carry this remarkable authority over the heavens, over the waters and over the earth. And you see these three realms, these three areas that they have authority in. In and they work very much together, which I think is epic. You know, even at the end, God wants a team to mm-hmm. demonstrate his voice. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person qualified enough, but it's these two prophets who are raised up after a, a time of measuring that we see at the beginning, yeah. which I know you're going to talk about, yeah. Emma. It's, it's, it's divinely authorised and protected prophetic ministry yeah. is really what it is. Yeah. People who love the spirit and love the voice of God. It's very pure. So... Here is where I feel we're at right now in the wider prophetic movement, in those who love Revelation. At the beginning of Revelation 11, you see measuring. Mm -hmm. And in this case, 
It's measuring the temple. Can you, you've got it open right yeah. in front of you. Do you want to read it? Uh, I was given a reed like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar with its worshippers, but exclude the outer court. Do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. They will trample on the holy city for 42 months and then it goes on to the two yeah. witnesses. So it's the measuring of the temple, but it's the measuring of the inner courts. It, it, in the sense, I would take that the measuring, you could apply it in many ways, but the measuring of those who are highly committed to God, yeah. the measuring of those really grafted into the core of what he wants yeah. to see done in the earth. So normally we say, oh, isn't it amazing, you know, this rising remnant who are being measured by God and going to be trusted by God. Yes and no. I do believe yeah. that we see, it, actually God measures several times in it the does. Old Testament, Ezekiel 40, for example, if you want to look at that scripture. But he measures to preserve something or God measures to destroy something. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God is measuring the prophetic community right now. And he is either getting ready to preserve them to prophesy or he is getting ready to destroy is quite an intense word, to retire, to yeah. move on, to sideline yeah. some. So we are in measuring days, yeah. measuring of how brave we will be, how wild we will be, how much we will embrace pioneering, how risky we will be in our faith steps. The measuring of God at the content of our heart and the size of our yes to him and our ability to pivot and change. And and we, you are being measured. Yeah. I am being measured. Our listeners are being measured by God for preservation to prophesy or for sidelining of being at the cutting edge of what God is going to do. The sense of God then giving us the next 10, 15 years, depending on this measurement, you don't get the weight of fire breathing and trusted by the word of yeah. the Lord to bring transformation if you have not previously been measured. And I think that's where we're at right now. Now, the dream I had, I was with a leading prophet from another nation, a gentleman who is a dear friend, and we were getting into his car. He was driving. That's a sign of him taking ownership and responsibility in his ministry. And suddenly he hops into the back seat. And I'm a bit like, what are on? you doing? You're giving away your yeah. space. And the Lord's saying, don't give away your wild pioneering wow. edge. Don't give it away. Wow. And suddenly he's in the back seat and he's under the, the, the driver's seat. Oh, look, I've been keeping this rat. I've been keeping this mice. I've been keeping, yeah. like his pets. And, um, and I'm like, why are you petting things that are small? Why are you protecting and looking after in your ministry wow. things that aren't the key things? Why are you spending your time not driving the, the pioneering yeah. direction of travel? Why are you so distracted? Why are you so off your game? Why are you not on the front line? That's what I felt in the dream. Yeah. I'm watching and he's saying, uh, you know, we, we, I need to make a covenant with you, Emma. And I, literally, he said that I, I need your help. I need to cut, cut covenant. I need to form covenant with you. This is in the dream. And I'm, I was utterly bewildered, like, what, what, you're not, yeah. you, no. And 
but if you if you do cut covenant, you need to come back into wow. the seat. You need to let some of those small things that you're petting go, and raising yeah. go, and you need to come back into an agreement of the robustness of yeah. I am a pioneer. I will be cutting edge. Yeah. I will take the risks. I will go again. I will be brave vocally, and I will not love the sense of sometimes the safety or even what I built in the past. And I felt like I was dreaming of God measuring. Wow. From Revelation 11, a whole set of the prophets. And then the dream morphed and we were doing ear syringing and uh, literally masses of earwax out of people's ears. But they were coming out in such large chunks that it, what, it, you would think yeah. that wasn't even be possible, possible to go into near. But like like the size of like brown large mushrooms, it was that kind of quantity. Wow! And they're coming out, and I'm thinking, we're cloth eared. We we are willfully cloth eared. There's a sense of having built up so much yeah. in our ears of culture and history. And a a love, a, a forgetting of what manner of man and woman you are, that there's a major work that God is doing in shocking us and taking out of our ears what we are used to hearing mm. and the ways we are used to hearing so that we can enter into this Revelation 11. God is measuring us from our abdication of the cutting edge yeah. And our abdication of the pioneering. Yeah. And therefore, he is saying, look, I want to preserve you to prophesy, yeah. but I might actually have to preserve you to be sidelined. Wow. That, I mean, and the, the concept of measuring, I mean, I can feel it in the spirit realm. And it's, it's actually quite ex- a vulnerable thing to feel like, mm-hmm. God, you're measuring me. God, you're measuring the prophetic. Because measurement is, you know, you're looking for size. That's what measurement is about. And so it's not just, do I have your yes? But what level of yes do I have? It's not just, are you a prophet or are you not? It is, what sort of prophet will you be? How will you respond to God in this hour will you continue to hear like that demonic earwax or like that historic earwax will you continue to hear the repetitive revelation or are you giving yourself giving your life to God to hear what is fresh I love you know as as we anchor this in Revelation 11 I love how it talks about how the two prophets they're called the two olive trees or the two lampstands they stand before the Lord of the earth and their position is before God and their authority is over the heavens the earth and the waters and I do think measurement is very much about where you are located are you standing with God before him or are you standing you know before the people as it were speaking their words or speaking your own words and I do I I actually think in the measuring season you've got to be brave enough to pray God I let you measure me God I let you measure me God I let you search me to measure me that I might be one who can be preserved to prophesy with accuracy. For me, the urgency in this is the measurement. See, what is God measuring? What is God measuring? What is God measuring? 
uh, for me, the measurement right now, yes, it's a measurement of holiness. So we, we talk about that a lot, measurement yeah. of righteousness, measurement of heart intent to be pure before the Lord, to, to say what he says, because we're moving into the trustworthiness of having revelation. And of course, you're moving into uh, them prophesying for 1,260 yeah. days, three and a half years, 42 months, however you divide that. Um, but it, it's similar. You hyperlink that to Daniel 7, yeah. where you see similar time frames. But really, I'm happy to say it's this divinely allotted time. There's a divinely allotted time that God wants to trust you with to enter a time of speaking his word. Mm. So I actually think the measurement to steward a divinely allotted time to speak the word of the Lord, the measurement is about your pioneering. Yeah. Because to, let me tell you, as, as one who's traveled the world and years and years and years of of sitting in what do you want to say god how do you want it to sign god getting it wrong getting it right doing better doing worse and all of the journeys where where i've hit the mark and where i've not hit the mark where i've yeah. wrestled with my call i do think the consistent thing that i find that is right out of the Revelation 11 concept, is if I am going to bring the style of the word of the Lord that is really endorsed by God, where I am really working with his weight, I am always in a cataclysmic clash of the kingdoms. I am always bringing words where where I really get the well done, good and faithful servant. It's not about rudeness. It's about a, a pioneering bravery. Wow. It's about a pioneering heart that says, look, I might be utterly rejected here, but I'm going to keep pioneering. And I do think that is the measurement. Is your heart set to keep pioneering? Is your heart set to keep going? And can I say, I actually think that takes us into a conversation about the problematic nature of consistent pioneering and how difficult it genuinely is to keep the momentum of pioneering cutting edge bravery up and to keep that on fire um, place in your heart and how that does ebb and flow in our lives. But I do think God is measuring a yes to pioneering. pioneering. I think that's what the measurement is here. Now, there'll be some other things layered into it. But I think the yes is, will you say yes to pioneering? And that and the risk that pioneering takes, because to be preserved, to prophesy, requires a brave pioneering of the voice of God. Because in essence, what you're doing when you prophesy is you're pioneering his kingdom yeah. in the earth. Yeah. You're speaking his words, which are cutting edge by nature it's the kind of jeremiah 33 call to me i will answer and show you great and unsearchable things yes it's the revealing of a mystery which is shocking when you hear it with language put around it and it is pioneering by by nature i think that's quite challenging uh, if, if we're just having these honest conversations that as a prophet you know i can be a pioneering prophet or i can be a prophet that's 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 not um and what's yes. what sort of prophet Am I? Well, or, or, or for those who are listening, you know, who are not prophets, but called to hear the voice of God in their own, you know, way, their own sphere. You know, are you hearing in a way that is pioneering? Does God have your yes to bring the, the, the words that are shocking? And I think that deeply challenges our need for 
instant gratification yes. because pioneering and pi- truly cutting edge revelation often isn't met with an immediate sense of celebration or ease. Can I say very rarely? You know, and, and I think in us, it's our culture, it's a zeitgeist, the spirit of the age. Yeah. You know, we look for immediate gratification. If I'm not satisfied right now, mm. then I don't want to do it. You know, if I'm not satisfied immediately, mm. I don't want anything from it. But actually the bravery to say, I will speak your words and be faithful to your words, God, and faithful to, you know, relay them as accurately as I possibly can to the people, no matter if it's met, yes, on some occasions with great celebration or with resistance Mm -hmm. or a sense of rejection or a sense of shock and, oh my goodness, we don't know what to do with that. It's a personal conversation to have this and I'm kind of mulling over, you know, what do we share and where do we share and how do we share it rightly? So give me grace as I choose words in all of this. Um, It means, my friends, that to pioneer, some things have to be said no to. Yeah. And some things then have to be said yes to. And it means that sometimes the things you know to do of consolidation and maintenance have to be delegated and given somewhere else and trusted into other hands Mm. because... The weight bearing that I think God wants many of you to do, to pioneer, to create, whether it's righteous business, whether it's righteous education, whether it's righteous stewarding of the word of the Lord, whether it's righteous counselling, whether it's all all of these things, that it's not just about revelation here, but to pioneer into an area requires a bravery to say no as much as it requires a bravery to say yes. Come on. And I think the difficulty in that is there's always a sense that as you pioneer and as you're measured by God in this Revelation 11 way, uh, this metaphor of measuring your life for pioneering, measuring the temple, what's really in you? I mean, what is really in you? You know that in the yes to something, it's also a no to something else. And the hard or the heartbreaking nature of that is it's often a yes to a certain sense of a new relationships, but it's a loss to old relationships because very genuinely, not everybody will be able to do that. And I think in all of this, whenever um, you come down to verse 18 in Revelation 11 and the nation's rage and and wrath comes, but these pioneers... Pioneering prophets destroy the destroyers of the earth. Absolutely. This call to have the privilege to destroy the, the destroyers. destroyers of the earth. Incredible turn yes. of phrase. Yeah, wow. And this reference to these pioneering prophets who emerge, and you already read it, um, that they're not just called the two prophets or the two witnesses, but the two lampstands as well, which is a hyperlink into Zechariah 11. Yeah where you see the same concept um, where they're being told in Zechariah 11 that the eyes of the Lord is Zachari- sorry, Zach- no, Zechariah 4, Five, sorry, Zechariah 4, Zechariah 4, four um, from verse 11, that the eyes of the Lord are looking uh, to and fro that um, these lampstands, these sons of oil, mm. these olive oil people, yeah, 
are those who have bought a certain degree of intimacy with yeah. God yeah. and have learned how to live with their hearts so open before yeah. God. And yeah. that's not easy. No. And the wildness of it is, despite the outrageous signs, despite the, the signs in the heavens, they're prophesying. They're the most accurate, you know, prophets to ever exist. Yeah. They carry great authority. They're still rejected. And you see that when they are killed, there is the essential celebration uh, in the people. Uh, it talks about how they gloat over them. They celebrate. They they almost like it's a national yeah. holiday. You know, these prophets who prophesied accurately and carried authority, they're gone. They've stopped being a nuisance. They've stopped irritating us. Yet, when you follow the scripture, God speaks a reward for rewarding your servants, the prophets. And they are, their drive to be faithful. Yeah. Their drive to be faithful. Why? Because they stand before the Lord of the earth. Their drive to be faithful to the words of God then though it is met with a gloating and a celebration in their death, yeah. I mean, it's quite a brutal scripture, yeah. um, but there is a sense of an annihilation of their voice. They are rewarded and raised up and there is a position of great honour that's given to them. Why? Because they were faithful standing before the Lord of the earth. I do think to really be this wild, cutting edge, one who's intimate and oily with God and stands as then as a lamp yeah. the sense of I, uh, uh, if I stand as a son of oil daughter of oil uh, I stand as a daughter or son yeah. of intimacy and then I become, become lit and I can become a lamp and a beacon um, and a sign for yeah. direction of travel I do think my friends hear me on this because we're being measured will we be this second wave will we go again in the wildness mm. and the pioneering Will we break some agreements to form some new agreements? Will we suffer some loss to find some gain? In this upside down kingdom of I lose mm. my life to find it, you know, I give things away to be rewarded. All of that kind of upside down kingdom thinking. Know this. I think it is okay for you right now to withdraw. Yeah. Not retreat. To withdraw. I think it is okay for you to withdraw take a little bit of time and to go and sit quietly somewhere and to say, God, I've maybe had a tough time since the pandemic. Things are all over the place. There's been an awful lot of shaking. There's some challenging things happening with relationships right now everywhere I look. Yeah. And it's hard to measure uh, because as a church leader, Nobody comes to me and says, I had a great month. <laughs> yeah. I just want to let you know, I, things are going really are, well. Nobody nobody pushes forward to a church leader at the end of a service and goes, I'm just a I'm one doing great. today. You, you, and so you know that you kind of, as a church leader, yeah. you, you steal yourself. You take a big, deep breath at the end of the church because the only people who want to talk to you are, are those, those in, in crisis. crisis. So you want to know who's in crisis, watch who's making a beeline to the church leader at the Absolutely. end of a church. <laughs> so that's it. It's true. Fine, it's just how it goes. Um, it, and the, it, that is our joy. So, you know, maybe we're not always <laughs> seeing the happy side of life. It's not our job. Yeah. Uh, and I get that. But I do think there is a disproportionate sense there of uh, just a, a, shake, a shaking in relationships, relationships. And, yeah. and people being forced again to choose. But I think take some withdrawal space. Yeah. 
to come before God, to let your heart be nourished and your yeah. heart be healed, to be reset by God, to be spoken to kindly and gently by a God who is ultimately tender, who will speak loving words of wooing back to you to remind you who you are mm. so that you can genuinely and legitimately come back as a yes to the pioneering yeah. call and that measuring of Revelation 11 for God to figure out who he's putting wildness and trusting with wild words yeah. and wild leadership. Uh, the measuring, don't be scared of the measuring and don't be scared of having to say, yeah. I'm going to withdraw to just reset here Absolutely. so that when I measured, yeah. my yes is a good yes. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes if you keep going 90 miles an hour, you know, and you don't reset, look, very practically, you don't reset your cortisol flow yeah. in your body. You don't reset your um, uh, testosterone and progesterone surges or diminishing cycles. And you don't come away and you don't sit with the Lord quietly. And I don't just mean for 20 minutes. No. There's times where you have to take two, three days Absolutely. where you say, even like I'm going to fast for 36 hours for 72 hours, not because I love intermittent fasting and the craze of that, though I do quite like that yeah, personally, yeah, yeah. but actually I'm going to, to have my body yeah. uh, vacated of all of its stressors and I'm going to sit with, am I prepared in this measuring to bear the weight of the future by yeah. having a wild pioneering yes. That's really good. And I think what I would say about the measuring is you don't have to fear it as long as you lean into it. Yes. If you run from it or try to avoid the measuring or not considering it, it will become a fear. But I would say lean in to the measuring, lean in, pray yeah. on it. And I think that retreat time, I mean, you see it with Jesus when John the Baptist is beheaded and, you know, relationships change. He has yeah. to retreat. And then, you know, we see the most remarkable miracles after that, which is a wonderful promise. But if Jesus had to, then so do we. Yes. And, and the invite in that when you retreat is that leaning into the measuring, leaning into the process, leaning into the story, being reset, yes. being renewed, being refilled so that your yes is fully a yes but also so that you're ready with the energy and the the, the renewal um, of yourself both physically emotionally spiritually to go wholehearted and run into the season that God opens up for you and this yes to this wild pioneering it's a yes to change mm -hmm. it's a yes to restructuring it's a yes to pivoting. It's a yes to carrying how God wants to be seen in this land. It's a yes of crucial importance. Yeah. And it's a yes to some pivoting and well, it's a yes to some bravery. Yeah. So it's okay to have to, to go and think that through. Absolutely. And to say, God, I see that you're measuring who you will trust as pioneers. Yeah. And we're watching a couple of groups around the world where you got a wee bit of kind of like, well, I don't want to pioneer. I just want to hang out with my friends. That's okay. But you've got to know you're not going to carry the great weight of God and, and understand that, that there's a place for that and yep. there's a place for those who maintain. Yep. But I don't think most of our listeners are those who are wired for, for ma maintenance. maintenance. No. You know, but there is a place. So yeah, we is. don't in any way want to 
to criticise yeah. those who very genuinely are just maintaining a place. That's fine. Um, I would just be careful that that's not a place of rebellion yeah. and be careful that that's not a place where you just don't want to be led. Yeah. And I'm watching um, the leaderless, those who don't like leadership, yeah. coalesce in the earth in groups of, um, it looks pseudo-spiritual, but it's actually rebellion because mm-hmm. they don't like leaders. And we see that everywhere around the yeah, world, you know, grumbling, yeah. grumbling. And watch, just watch that you're not losing your place because the cost of this season of pioneering is high, but the reward is higher. Mm. And it will require a determination that is unusual. Yeah. Wow. Unusual courage and unusual courage and unusual determination. So measuring seasons, my friends, withdrawal seasons to assess, but a real day of God looking to preserve a people to carry great weight. Yeah, that's good. Please may you be one who says yes. Yeah. And understands what God is doing in the separation um, between the pioneers and the settlers and the maintainers right now. Wow. Another intense episode, Sam. Wow. Yeah, that was. (laughs) We love it this way. So we will look forward to your company, my lovely friends, for another episode. Join us once again for What the Prophets Say. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com, where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call and a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview of getting people free from demonic oppression, you'll find that at demonbusting.com. Join us on these different platforms for more interaction with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson and the GPA team.